Your need to know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. A deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. How you doing? I am Sandy Max. This is What's on Tap, Culture and Creativity. And on the show tonight, meet a Wisconsin woman bringing black history to life through the music of the legendary Aretha Franklin. And you can see her do this tomorrow night. Is Downton Abbey coming back? Gotta understand, this is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. And there's some gossip to share about that. And learn what it's been like creating a new documentary film about Milwaukee Bucks megastar, Yantis Attentacumpo. I should say Yantis? Good Lord. Yantis Attentacumpo. In a conversation with producer and director Kristen Lapis. And Bucks are coming up at 7, so I figure it's a great time to get you in that Yantis mood and how you can see that brand new documentary. I'll tell you in just moments. Uh, but first, covering some of that movie news, Rosebud's back. Rosebud Cinema in Wauwatosa. It's called the Rosebud Cinema Draft House. After about four years has been closed down. And it's one of my sentimental spots. I've seen two memorable films there. It is the place that I saw The Wizard of Oz combined with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. That was about 20 years ago. And then I also saw they were the only cinema in Milwaukee that did it. You remember when Blade Runner 2049 came out. I'm a huge Blade Runner fan. So they were the only cinema that played back to back the original Blade Runner and the sequel. So I'm very fond of the Rosebud and happy to announce that they are back. And last night, I understand it was a sold out show and it was for the movie Madam Web. Trying to save people who are running out of it. Until one moment changed everything. Welcome back to the land that we're living. I don't understand what's happening. I've been having visions. I knew he was going to die. I think I'm seeing the future. So that is one of the big super... There we go, the crazy. That is the superhero film, Madam Web, the latest in those series. And also they're they're screening Dune Part 2, so they're going big as they're coming back. Rosebud Cinema in Wauwatosa, and that's also the same group that runs the Times Cinema over at 59th and Vliet, which unfortunately the Times is now only doing special events, but the kind of good news, it's because they have enough staffing now to also do the Rosebud. Um, they also oh, are running, running the Avalon in Bayview. So it's a good sign for some of our smaller theaters to come back, especially since the downer had to close, which uh, bummed out a lot of local cinema fans. Uh, But there is always the Oriental Theater, and they are screening tomorrow night a true classic. Yes. I was just talking about seeing The Wizard of Oz synced to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. This is going to be the original Wizard of Oz on the big screen. It's one of those experiences, if you've never really seen it as it was intended to be experienced with the sepia tone black and white turning into the color and being just so immersive this is the time to do it you can go tomorrow night at seven o'clock at the oriental theater which itself is an experience a 1920s theater to see a 1939 film 
just immerse yourself. So enjoy Wizard of Oz tomorrow night if uh, that might be a nice way to stretch out your romantic uh, Valentine's date night. And then uh, if you're trying to catch up on Academy Award-nominated films, Oppenheimer is going to be now available to stream on Peacock starting tomorrow night. So you've got a chance to see this spectacular film before the 2024 Oscars and catch up. It really was one of the biggest movies of 2023. I did see it, and I can give it two thumbs up. And I will tell you that if you stay all the way through the end, it really, like the last two lines of the film, really tie it all together. Am I getting a nod from producer Max? Did you did you enjoy Oppenheimer? Oh, I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite movies. Really? Did you see Barbie as well? <laughs> I did not. He skipped Barbie. What did you like about, without spoiling anything, what was one of the most impactful things about Oppenheimer to you? Oh, like you said, that la- like everything, so leading up to when they explode the bomb on Trinity Test, and everything that happened after that, I thought was just a masterpiece. I mean, the last hour of the movie was just incredible. That is so funny that you say that because I was, my boyfriend and I, we watched it and I was like, I think the last hour could have kind of been trimmed, but he said I could have watched more of the kind of courtroom proceedings, but that political angle of it and Robert Downey Jr.'s character, it's, it's so, I can definitely see why so many of the people got nominated for their acting skills, but also the spectacle. And I think it tells the story of this dangerous weapon without being grotesque like i expected to be have nightmares after it and it really is not doesn't focus on that so much as the human element and the people who developed it and the politics behind it as ever yeah no absolutely i thought killian murphy absolutely crushed it as oppenheimer yeah yeah so you can stream that again tomorrow night uh, starting on peacock if you want to catch that before the official academy awards and we were just talking about Giannis. And the film is coming out on Monday. People might say I'm one of the best players in the NBA right now, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't feel it. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Because I'm scared of losing all this. Just some of the quotes and the inside thoughts of Giannis Attentacumpo. It's a feature-length documentary called Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and it will be available to watch exclusively on Prime Video on Monday. There are some screenings around town as well to really get... I, I enjoyed Rise on Disney+. Plus. I'll admit it. It was a, it was a, it was a Disney-fied version of the journey of the Attentacumpos to Milwaukee, and it was fun, but it was still profound. And I uh, get the impression that this really gets even deeper into the reality of how Giannis and his family started in Greece and made it here to Milwaukee. And not only can you see the film, you can hear from the producer and director who spent a few years working with the entire Antetokounmpo family on this project. And her name is Kristen Lapis, and she spoke with Wisconsin's Morning News earlier today. You will hear that conversation in about 20 minutes. So stay with us here on What's on Tap. Emmy Max on WTMJ. Find out what it means to me. 
Oh, yeah. Welcome back to What's on Tap, a show about culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. I'm Sandy Max, and a Beloit-born woman is bringing her gift of music to the stage at the Ben Theater in West Bend tomorrow night. She's going to be channeling some of that vibe right there that you're hearing. She's very talented. She's even a reality show winner and has a surprising day job. Let's go to the Tri-County Contracting Hotline to meet this beloved local musical artist. I am Dequila Payne. I am the lead singer for the Respect, a tribute to the Queen of Soul tribute. Dequila, I have to tell you, one of your biggest fans is your cousin Colleen, who called me to tell me how excited she is for your show on Friday at the Bend Theater. She's been at all of my shows. She's always a huge supporter. And she remembers you singing as a child, and she says you have a God-given gift for singing. Do you feel that way? I do. I do. And what is it about Aretha Franklin that has drawn you to put together a show with a 10-piece orchestra and be on stage and, and really channel an icon? That's a big task. It is a big task. Aretha just has such a huge catalog. And as a singer, to be able to get on stage and we can always add a new song to the show because there's always something. And she was the Queen of Soul. She was an amazing singer. I'm just grateful that we were able to get this together. Because it's a heck of an endeavor to get all these people together. And you're replicating the music that people know so well and love so much. Yes. And I mean, when you say replicate, I mean replicate. Like the musicians are on point and the music sounds exactly like her music did. Luckily... I am connected with ACA Entertainment. The owner, Matt Anton, was able to help put this all together. It's a wonderful way here in February, as we talk about Black History Month, to really celebrate and mark the accomplishments of one of the strongest women in music ever, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, and really thankful that the Ben Theater in West Bend is using my tribute to help celebrate and showcase Black History Month. And how do you hope people remember Aretha Franklin? I hope they remember her as a great storyteller, because she was through her songs. She sang songs that reached your heart or made you remember. Um, those are the kind of comments that I love to get like after the show. People say, oh my gosh, I remember where I was when I heard this song, or I used to dance like this when I would hear this song, and she evokes such emotions from people. Truly. And you have been singing your entire life and you were kind of doing reality shows before they were all the rage. Tell us about yeah. the gifted reality show in 2007. I'm not familiar with that one. It only ran one time and there wasn't a ton of promotion for it, but my mother happened to be watching the Trinity Broadcasting Network, which is the Christian network. She saw this commercial for this talent show that would be on TV. And we got the information, went and did the auditions, and went on to uh, be at the finals. And it turns out I actually beat 16,000 people to win a contract with EMI Gospel. What an accomplishment! And <laughs> early in your life, I love that. And then you weren't finished with reality TV. You got the golden ticket. You went to Hollywood for American Idol just a few years later. Yeah, I did. I did. And that was my cousin Colleen again. 
<laughs> she, <laughs> she's like, oh, my gosh, American Idol is going to be downtown in Milwaukee. And I had auditioned for American Idol prior to several other years back. And I was just like, eh, you know. But since it was right in Milwaukee, I just kind of was like, eh, I have nothing to lose. <laughs> just go downtown. And I ended up getting a golden ticket, and I ended up being in the top 500. So I got to be in Hollywood or California for about a week or so. What an exciting experience for you. And you're such a gifted singer, but that's not your day job. What else do you do? I work for the Department of Corrections during the day. I'm a probation and parole agent. So, how long have you had that? The music career? is a good outlet. <laughs> um, I have, I've been with the state for um, going on nine years. You truly make a difference every single day in that kind of a job, don't you? I think? try. I try to. I try to. You know, you just take it one person at a time. So, hopefully, you know, the people I work with think that. I, I help to make changes. Does anyone in the corrections field know that you're also a singer? Do you walk around humming? I don't walk around humming. Um, <laughs> however, yeah, I want to say quite a few people know. And then last but not least, I want to ask you an affectionate question because your cousin Colleen is such a big fan and we were chatting about you and she calls you Cookie. Yes. Do we want to share how Cookie came about? We can totally share how Cookie came about. <laughs> First of all, if you know me, you call me Cookie. And I don't mind, but um, when I was born, my grandmother asked my mother, she's like, oh, what's the baby's name? And my mom says, Dequayla. My grandmother said, what? She's like, I can't pronounce that. She's like, I'm going to call her Cookie. And so it stuck, and I've been Cookie ever since. Well, Cookie's a cute name. I think Dequela is a beautiful name. And I think Aretha. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. And I think Aretha is a one-of-a-kind, beautiful name as well. So congratulations on being able to follow your passion and share your gift with everyone. And I hope everybody comes out Friday night to the Ben Theater to see you shine on stage. Respect, a tribute yes. to the Queen of Soul. Yes, everybody come out. There are tickets still available at thebendwi.org. Yeah, we would love to have you. And is there a website we can look up for future performances? You can go to acaentertainment.com. Break a leg Friday night as Aretha. Thank you so much. That is going to be so fun. And uh, Cookie's cousin, Colleen, will be there in the front row with Cookie's mom. Family affair, and you are invited. That is respect. An Aretha Franklin tribute. West Bend in uh, the Bend Theater in West Bend tomorrow night. Is Downton Abbey coming back? We'll find out next on What's on Tap. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. Oh, the rumbling piano. You know that theme. It is the theme to Downton Abbey. And I have been in disbelief. I heard rumblings. A couple of months ago, and then now it's in the headlines again. Downton Abbey fans supposedly season seven of the series is being secretly filmed in England and has been for the past couple of months. And I say secretly because supposedly all the contracts are buttoned up. They're tight. No, you don't even know who's in it. I have I have not allowed myself to believe this because 
First of all, it's been reported in the Daily Mail. And as much as I'm an Anglophile, I never trust the Daily Mail. It's one of those tabloids. But I truly love this TV show. I've worked at Milwaukee PBS. I love Downton Abbey so much that I started a podcast called Downton Blabby. Now I think I have to kick it back in. I've been busy here at WTMJ, but this is exactly the kind of buzz that brings the fan community together. And if the show does come back for a seventh season after two films, who is going to be in it? What point of time is it? Is it still going to be at the end of the 1920s? It's just, I find it, like my brain is having a whole lot of fun with it, but I'm going to be so disappointed if it isn't true. I mean, again, I've been to Highclere Castle three times now. And one of those times was to see a huge concert on the lawn of the, the, the Chamber Orchestra of London performing the actual Downton Abbey music with the man who plays Carson the Butler narrating. It's Jim Carter. And I got the chance to meet Jim Carter and the composer backstage and Lord and Lady Carnarvon at Highclere Castle. I'm into this. So I really want this to be true. Yet I am very, very cautious and very suspicious I don't, I've seen the the costume exhibitions. There's a costume exhibition going on right now in suburban Chicago that I've been tempted to go to, even though I've already been to a different one in New York. I have a couple of bottles of Highclere Castle gin on the bar cart. Like, I'm really in. I'm all in on this, but I don't know if I can fully believe it. So I will investigate. And the next time you hear me talk about Downton Abbey, I promise I will have actual facts. I don't like to just stir up gossip, but I, I want it to be true. We're going to get into Giannis Tentacumpo and the brand new documentary that is being filmed about him. Uh, the latest report is that he will play tonight. So Bucks will start at seven o'clock here. But uh, stay with me to find out more about the Giannis Tentacumpo documentary and how you can see it. But first, we go to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Here's Jessica Gatso. Thanks, Sandy. Multimillionaire Republican businessman Eric Hovde is planning to launch a bid for U.S. Senate against Democratic incumbent TMJ. This monumental moment in black history is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighted and the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance. Nina Simone, a musical luminary born in 1933, left an indelible mark on the world through her extraordinary artistry and activism. Her genre-defined fusion of jazz, blues, and soul produced timeless classics like Feeling Good and I Put a Spell on You. Beyond the stage, Simone courageously used her platform for civil rights, addressing racial and gender dynamics in songs like Four Women and confronting the hordes of lynching and strange fruit. A classically trained pianist, her anthems like To Be Young, Gifted, and Black resonated with the struggles of the time. Simone's legacy is a harmonious blend of musical genius and unwavering commitment to social justice, making her a transformative figure whose impact echoes through generations. This monumental moment in black history is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighted and the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance. And Nina Simone's story is going to be on stage here in Milwaukee. Nina Simone, four women at the Quadrachi Powerhouse at the Milwaukee Rep. That opens April 16th through May 12th, and you can see... Why they call her the high priestess of soul and uh, behind some of the most powerful civil rights anthems. And she was very involved in uh, impactful, inspirational songs like Everything Must Change, To Be Young, Gifted and Black, and His Eye is on the Sparrow. It's going to be a very powerful and connective set of shows there at the Milwaukee Rep. It's Nina Simone, Four Women, opening on April 16th. We're going to learn about... 
Giannis Attentacumpo and his journey from the woman who is producing and directing the documentary all about him and spent a couple of years with the entire Attentacumpo family. We'll hear that interview next on What's on Tap. Before you buy it, and they're right here to handle any issues. But the car's stuck. No! Start your search at ADAMM.com. Welcome back to What's on Tap on WTMJ. I said, I don't want to play no more. I don't want to play no more. I thought he was done. And when something like that happens, you just change the way you view things. You stop being scared of anything. We're all going to die one day. So go conquer the world. What a dramatic moment from the new documentary called Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. MVP, uh, head coach Doc Rivers says he is expected to play tonight. So that's just about 20 minutes away. But even if you aren't the biggest basketball fan, Giannis Attentacumpo has become known around the world globally and is just seems to really be a decent, decent man. And we're going to learn more right now. Um, Wisconsin's Morning News, Vince Vetrano and Adam Roberts had a chance to talk with the producer and director of this brand new documentary. And this is part of that conversation. If you thought you already knew everything there is to know about our guy, global superstar now, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you're going to be surprised by how much you will learn in this new film. It's called Giannis. The Marvelous Journey. I want to be the NBA player. The Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Antetokounmpo from Athens, Greece. 18 years old, coming from a different country. Everything was new to him. My brothers, the first time they're going to see me in an NBA game. I'm just very happy. It's a feature-length documentary. It's presented by Prime Video. Premieres next week in theaters and drops on Prime Video Monday as well. I can't count the number of times I got chills up my spine watching this inspiring film. The producer and director, Emmy Award winner Kristen Lapis, is joining us live on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline this morning. Morning, Kristen. Hi there. How are you? Thank you for having me. Uh, you are probably so ready for this thing to drop and for people to start seeing it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's been a... It's been a long, rewarding two years, but I'm, I'm definitely ready for it to be out in the world uh, and, and get people's thoughts. So it, it's nice to hear that, you know, you mentioned that you got chills. That That's like the greatest compliment. So oh, awesome. thank you for that. <laughs> Many times over. Let me draw people in emotionally to this story, and then we'll go back over some of the things about putting the film together. But one of the primary takeaways, and I've told everybody that I've had the opportunity to see that you know, hey, I got to see this film ahead of time, and one of the primary takeaways I have is the young days. We all knew that Giannis and his brothers and their family grew up poor in Greece, but you took us there, and you showed us how poor this family was and how hungry Giannis and his brothers were in that time. Yeah, I mean, that was really, really important to me when I took this this project on was to make sure that we were capturing the human side of this. And, you know, there aren't a lot of home videos or photographs of Giannis's upbringing. Um, so we had to go the route of recreation, but something that was really, really important to me in order to keep it as authentic as possible is actually filming all of the recreation in the actual places that Giannis and his family grew up. So we rented out the apartment that they lived in. We uh, filmed on the streets of Sapolia, the neighborhood he grew up in, the gym that he 
first, you know, shot a basketball. So all of that was authentic to to his actual experiences. And it's funny, like when I showed him um, the final cut of the film, he noticed that he was like, oh, my gosh, like, I, I've, you know, I haven't been in that apartment in so long. How did you how did you know? Um, so anyways, we tried to keep it as authentic as possible, even though there weren't, um, you know, a ton of home videos or, or photographs to kind of bring us back to that moment. Um, so I hope we were able to accomplish that. Well, and and let me now talk about you putting this film together, this feature length documentary. You do it without narration, so there's no you know voice of God, so to speak, that comes in there and takes you through um, childhood to the draft to Giannis becoming a star, all of those things. You do this entirely yeah. with the interviews of so many people. I want folks to understand how difficult that is. I put together a four or five minute piece for radio. I very rarely will do that without my own narration. It's really difficult to tell a story in that way. It is. It's a huge challenge. But I will say this. When you have subjects like the Antetokounmpo family that have really never told their story through their own words, they had a lot to say. And, like, I was just so taken aback by the level of detail that each of them provided in the interviews. I mean, we sat Giannis down for six hours total um, in two oh separate sit-down interviews. So it was, a, you know, it, it was not a quick, like, half-hour, 20-minute thing. Um and I think that, you know, in interviewing his brothers, I actually used this device where I showed Giannis some of the clips from their interviews. And I think that really allowed him to open up further. So, again, like, thank you for noticing that. It is really challenging, but I feel like with the right voices and, again, like, gathering tons and tons of sound, we sat down everybody in Giannis's life who, you know, was important to his journey. Um, and we were thankfully able to accomplish it, but it, it isn't, you know, it isn't a given. And we didn't go in like automatically thinking we were going to have enough interview sound mm-hmm. to do it without narration. Kristen Lapis is the producer and director of the film Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. It's uh, debuting on Monday. You can get it on Prime Video and also we'll have screenings here in Milwaukee. So we'll tell you a little bit more about that. The other thing that I learned and, and I did learn, you know, people want new and we know Giannis well now in Milwaukee, Kristen, obviously we're mm. big fans, uh, but people want to know, learn new things. And I certainly learned a lot of new things. Another thing that I learned is just in how many different ways the Bucks won the lottery with drafting Giannis where they did at number 15, how much the Bucks didn't know about this kid from Greece, including a, I mentioned the hunger before, how he came to the team anemic and just having not been well-fed, we saw Giannis grow in a matter of a couple of seasons into this Adonis that, that he is now. Part of it was he just hadn't eaten properly, much less had nutrition, had never lifted weights as a first-round draft pick in the NBA. And also how the Bucks learned later, because their trainers had not had an opportunity even to give him a physical, that this kid was still going to grow taller. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it 1,000% it is. They took a an absolute shot in the dark on him um, based on his raw talent. And, you know, in talking to, you know, the former GM, John Hammond, um, his his kind of story of how he discovered Giannis is, is really miraculous. Like, he went to Athens. He saw him practice. He didn't even see him in a game in Greece. And from that practice, he felt like there was something there. I mean, somebody that's able to – <laughs> to like identify that level of talent without, like you said, having a physical. The trainers and the physicians at the Bucks didn't get to to actually evaluate him before the draft pick. Um, it really is remarkable 
that, you know, they were able to take that shot in the dark and they really saw something in him. And then, of course, what he's evolved into. But, but yeah, I didn't understand the extent of just how little the Bucks really knew about him when they made that draft pick. Kristen Lapis is producer and director of the new Giannis Antetokounmpo documentary. Other thing that I learned too, Kristen, Giannis has always talked about his family, about his brothers, about his late father, about his mother, how important they are, about his now fiance and the children that he now has. So sure, Giannis is a family guy. Giannis is a family guy. Didn't understand or appreciate that fully until I watched your film, how much that mattered to him, how when his family finally came over here to America to join him in Milwaukee, how that changed him not only as a person, but how he became a better player for the Bucks once he had his people around him. One thousand percent. If his family had never got their visas and were able to move over here, I'm not sure that he would have had an NBA career. And I'm being totally honest about right. that. And he, he told me that, um, that if his, if his family didn't get their visas, his rookie season, he was going to go back to Athens. Um, so again, yes, we've heard the narrative that family means something to Giannis, but until I sat down with his three brothers, with him, with his mom, I didn't understand the extent of it either. And it, and it literally is the only lens that he looks at life through. Um, he's very different from a lot of other NBA players that I've worked with or done stories on um, he's not part of that NBA fraternity. It's really just like he plays and then he's with family. And that's like really all that matters <laughs> yeah. to him. And, and Mariah is now a part of that, of course. <laughs> um, and I, you know, the, the way that they met is so remarkable too. But again, like she fits into that fold so well. Kristen, you mentioned it a little bit, some of your work in the past on sports docs and your IMDB resume, very impressive. You have so many projects under your belt. I'm curious to know, was there a moment while you were producing our putting together this documentary where you had to just kind of stop and take in the story that was being told. Cause I know when you, you have projects like this that are extensive, the ideas of deadlines, finishing this ABCD can come in, but was there a moment during the production where you kind of just had to stop and take in the story that you were helping to tell? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that moment happened. Um, it was after the the first three hour sit down that I had with Giannis, which was April of 2023. Um, I feel like he really let his guard down in that interview and really let me in and trusted me. And I felt like there was a, a turning point in that moment because again, when you do a film like this with somebody that's very private, like there's a lot of trust involved in that and like building that up over the course of several years. And I feel like we had a, a really great breakthrough during that three hour interview um, and then fast forward uh, three weeks after that, I had my, my second daughter and I took two months off maternity leave um, away from the project. And honestly, it was during those two months that, like, I was really able to reflect on what a remarkable story this was and that it was a story about, like, parents' sacrifices for their kids and now Giannis as a father. And, I, like, I think that the reason that he wanted to become a father so young was because of his father's passing and, and the impact that had on him. Um, so I was able to kind of take a, a, a step back, which is very rare in making a film like this. Like you said, crazy deadlines, all of these things. Amazon was wonderful and they let me take two months to kind of step away. And I think that actually made the film stronger, being able to have that point of reflection before I entered the edit in the fall. Kristen, you divide the film up into three chapters. I wonder if, what, what do you think Chapter four is going to be for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, I know what he wants it to be. And what, whatever he kind of sets his mind out to do, he does it. So I, I believe that chapter four is going to be 
another decade of success in the NBA. I know that success for him means championships. I know that that he does not take a day off. Like there was a really fascinating um, moment in the interview that unfortunately we weren't able to find a place for in the final documentary where he says that like the day after a championship or an MVP or a big win, people take a day off and they have a glass of wine and they sit back and they relax. And like, that is not him. Like he has never done that. Like he's like, I don't even, he's like, I don't even drink alcohol. He's like, he's like the next day after the tournament, he's like after the championship, he's like, I was back in the gym. So again, like that's just his mentality. Like it's never enough. It's always on to like, what can I accomplish next for the city of Milwaukee, for my family, for my legacy. That is so important. So I think it's another decade of success um, in, in Milwaukee. And I can't wait to see what the next chapter brings. Uh, him and I joked that in 20 years, we're going to do his version of The Last Dance. Um, that's going to be more basketball-focused than family-focused. So nice. And I we'll like see. that timeline. 20 <laughs> years out, please. More Giannis in the short term. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kristen Lapis is the producer and director of the film is Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. It's extraordinary work. Kristen, really appreciate your time uh, this morning. And congratulations. I know people here are going to love it, people everywhere. So uh, really, really great stuff. Thank you so much. That is Kristen Lapis, director and producer of Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, the new documentary. And you can hear that full conversation again if you want to share it on the podcast for Wisconsin's Morning News. And you'll also have it on the What's on Tap podcast. Giannis Attentacumpo on the court tonight in about eight minutes. And on the big screen, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can get free tickets to exclusive screenings Monday night of Giannis, The Marvelous Journey here in Milwaukee. So look that up if you are an Amazon Prime customer. Otherwise, you can stream it there on Amazon Prime starting on Monday. And the song you need to hear, going to demand some respect next on WTMJ. TCUNET.com. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blokes going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. It was such fun talking with the Quayla Cookie Pain about her incredible show tomorrow night at the Bend Theater in West Bend. Respect. A tribute to the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. She is going to be channeling the Queen of Soul herself. And this is the song you're going to want to turn up. It's a song you need to hear tonight on What's on Tap. Respect. From Aretha Franklin.
Motown Soul get you moving a little bit. That is Respect from Aretha Franklin, the song you need to hear tonight. And you can sing along tomorrow night at the Bend Theater in West Bend. Respect, a tribute to the Queen of Soul, sung by Wisconsin woman, Dequela Payne, also known as Cookie. It's going to be a fun time tomorrow night. I am Sandy Max. Thanks for hanging out with me. Meet me back here again tomorrow night at 6 for What's on Tap. Your Milwaukee Bucks are next right here on News Radio 620 WTMJ.